0: People are stupid. Live to take. Welcome to Millennial Season 5. I'm Andrew.
1: I'm Laura. I'm Pamela.
0: And we're joined by one of our dear friends this week. So dear... That I have sex with him. Hi, Pat. Hi,
2: Pat. <laughs> Hi, everyone.
0: Welcome back to the show. I think this is this is only your second time on the show, right? Uh, third. Oh. Well, damn. I guess <laughs> I completely forgot one of the appearances. Come on, Andrew. Way get to get pay it together. attention to me. Yeah, I know. Pat does call me, well, maybe you don't call me forgetful, but you certainly
2: imply it. <laughs> this is true, I do. But, I mean, you'll get there eventually. What do you mean I'll get get where eventually? Remembering things. No, it's only going to get worse.
0: It's only going to get worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I do, have to, do have to improve that. Anyway, how was everyone's New Year's Eve? Laura, what did you do?
3: Um, well, I actually dog sat for my parents because they spent New Year's Eve in Pensacola, Florida. So, I was a real loser and just how sat for them because they have um, a special needs dog, we'll say. His name is Seamus. He's a total sweetheart. He is 70 pounds of incredibly anxious Carolina plot hound. He's <laughs> terrified of fireworks and he has some really weird stress behaviors that he exhibits when he hears fireworks, uh, such as shoving any random object he can find into any open toilet he can find
0: oh my god
3: (laughs) so i actually uh put a picture of that up on my instagram so you can follow me on instagram at lao mt and you can see that picture
0: was mark with you at least
3: uh no but i ended up so my brother came and did the late night duty and then i got to leave early on in the evening so i could go be with mark
2: Oh,
0: okay. Yeah,
3: so it was pretty fair, I thought.
2: Mm -hmm. So you still got your midnight kiss.
3: Did I? I don't remember. I might have been kind (laughs) of drunk. I think we had mimosas. I don't remember.
1: It was a good night. (laughs) If
2: you don't remember, that is a sign of a good night. Yeah. (laughs) Pam, what did you do?
1: I fell asleep. Like the old lady I am.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What time did you fall asleep?
1: Um, I think I fell asleep around uh, 1030. And it's really funny because I actually have pretty bad insomnia. And I don't usually go to bed until maybe 130 on average. So I feel like the cards are stacked against me on New Year's Eve because that's the one night of the year where without fail, I'm always tired.
0: New year, new you. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Or did the insomnia return?
1: No, it definitely came back. I wish it had stayed that way. It would make my life so much easier.
0: Dang, dang. So Pat and I spent hours together and uh, my brother was visiting. He came back with me after Christmas. We drove back together and we went to a friend's party. It was only very close by couple of gays who are friends of ours they're pat's friends i don't have friends they're pat's friends um <laughs> they're your friends too they love you they are now they are now so they bought a condo in my neighborhood as well um and we got to see it for the first time on new year's eve and it was very nice and so my brother came along to the party and he obviously didn't know anyone there but he was being a social butterfly anyway he was hopping around to people and trying to bond over nerdy stuff, which I was actually impressed by. I was like, "Good for you." I would not go around at a party and try to make friends with people if I didn't know them, and was probably never going to see them again. But so, a couple hours into the party, he started talking to a girl, and this girl was so his type: glasses, cute, little nerdy looking, like definitely the type of girl Ryan is into. And i i took a I took a snap of the girl and ryan talking and i sent it to my sister and she agreed she was like oh yeah so his type um but so anyway so pat and i we were talking with our own friends and ryan's doing his thing with this girl and they're talking for like a solid hour and they had just met and i was like damn okay cool that's good and then midnight comes around and ryan and the girl are standing to the right of me and pat and you know we do the countdown and what does Ryan do? He goes in to kiss this girl he just started talking to 90 minutes ago. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, that is so beautiful. I would never have the guts to do that.
3: Yeah, Ryan's <laughs> got some game. I gotta give yeah, it to he him. Does.
0: And then Pat, you saw him make another move?
2: Yeah, at the end of the night, like before the girl was leaving, they were standing behind me and I hear Ryan go, hey, can I have something to remember the night by? And then they made out again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, he's got some game and Whoa. I don't I don't feel bad talking about this because then he went and tweeted it. I kissed <laughs> a <did>. girl <laughs> named Allie or whatever her name was. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's got a girl up in New York that he's hooking up with. It like uh, this this kid really gets around certainly more than player. I did at twenty two. Yeah,
2: right. He had a glow
0: too. Did you notice that, Pat? He he was happy after that first kiss.
2: Oh, he was. And then he had like a beer before he went to bed once we got back. <laughs> like he was all he was just great. <laughs> I actually have another
0: story about Ryan and and it's disgusting. So if you're eating, you might you might want to stop for a minute. Um so you know, he's got moves. He's he's very intelligent and he's a well-read person, but he's also still very immature for his age he can be a bit of a slob he doesn't really think about his future much uh, but so so one morning during his visit i'm in my bathroom and i notice that the plunger is missing so i go to the guest bathroom to look for it and it's there i pick it up there's a ring of shit left in its <laughs> absence on the floor Oh. I look at the inside of the plunger, shit all over it. I wanted to vomit. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Ryan, so, and Ryan's, <laughs> Pat had already left for the day, but Ryan's sitting in my living room playing a video game, and he was having a great morning. He was, like, being all vocal while playing Red Dead Redemption 2, so I don't ask him if he used the plunger. It would just make things weird between us, so I asked Pat if he had seen Ryan grab it, and he said he used it while I was out. Um... So I decided to clean that damn plunger myself. I took wipes. I wiped off my brother's poop from the plunger. It was an awful way to start the new year. And then I also had to wipe up his shit off my floor.
1: You are way too accommodating. I have three brothers and I would never do that for any of them. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Me too. I love dearly.
0: I just didn't want to embarrass him and bring it up. I don't know. It just felt weird to talk about. I'm normally <laughs> open, as you know from the show, but I couldn't talk about my brother's shit.
1: <laughs> Look, you'll be a great dad one day because, you know, poop won't scare you. So there's that.
0: Yeah. I I thought I was done cleaning my brother's shit when he was, like, you know, <laughs> two.
1: I'm just kind of shocked by
3: this. I right? uh, I always thought that you kind of like, you know, you clean your plunger every now and then like after using it and by virtue of there being so much water in the toilet it kind of shocks me that there would be any residue (laughs) coming up on a plunger
2: right and wouldn't you like swish it around in there after it was good to like make sure there was nothing on it
3: (laughs)
0: exactly that's what I do I swish that's the only way I usually clean it but yeah he didn't even
2: think to do that it must have been a disgusting poop (laughs) I mean, I heard the slashing for a while when you were walking Brooklyn. So, oh no, oh like him trying to unplug it. Oh, oh God,
3: poor thing.
2: A <laughs> oh, poor thing. <laughs> poor me.
0: <laughs> Not poor him. <laughs> uh, I I also took a social media break, as I think I told everybody I was going to do at the end of the season four finale, and it went well. I actually didn't miss social media much. I was off for a solid ten days admittedly by like day seven or eight i was getting the itch to get back into it um so i rejoined on new year's eve just so i could kind of participate in all the excitement did anybody else take a social media break
3: kind of i didn't actually delete any apps but i just
1: didn't use them for the most part which was nice i took a break from twitter and facebook so i just kept instagram
0: that's
2: good. Yeah, I took a break from everything where I turned off I didn't delete any of the apps, but I turned off all the notifications and then I set the limit just to 1 minute so that it would automatically just kind of go away in in the morning after texting for a little bit because for some reason messaging is considered social media and I don't understand that. But I did like 12 days I think. I inspired Pat last year, right? Yes.
3: Oh, Andrew, um, your Plunger story is getting a lot of reactions in the Discord room. Um, as a reminder mm. to our listeners, 5 and $10 patrons get access to the Millennial Discord, which is an exclusive place where you can live chat with us all the time. But most importantly, while we're live streaming, um, Kaylee says, really glad I'm only trying to make food and not actually eating it yet. <laughs> Fred says, thanks for ruining my McMuffin. <laughs> megan says swish and flick that plunger Kaylee says Kaylee <laughs> says andrew doesn't want to embarrass ryan also andrew talks about him on this podcast
0: <laughs> well if it's good material for the show i'm embarrassing i don't i don't care it's worth it here
3: <laughs> and thanks to everyone who is joining us in the discord right now so hello to victor kaylee kayla megan Um, J.Y., Kaylee, Frez, Megan. I think there's two Megans. Uh, Yeah, that's all that's in there right now.
0: (laughs) Frez, I owe you a McMuffin. Yeah. I apologize. You really do. (laughs) So um, I think I also said this at the the end of last year. I was planning on not re-downloading the Facebook app following my social media break. I still have not re-downloaded the app. And I haven't missed it. And what I also found, which has surprised me, is that I'm f- thinking about Facebook less. I didn't get onto Facebook on my desktop top computer until about 11.30, 12 today, because I had simply forgotten that Facebook existed. Without getting those notifications, it just kind of slipped into the back of my memory. And I kind of noticed that over the weekend as well. I wasn't checking it as often. Because I'm I'm not on my laptop much over the weekend. And it, it's just really nice to check in on Facebook a lot less because I'll get into these Facebook vortexes where I will just keep scrolling, scrolling, scrolling down that damn feed. Mm. And, you know, you see the personal post, but also like the articles really distract me. I'll start jumping into New York Times pieces and I'll be reading about Trump and then I'll be getting pissed off. It does feel nice not having the Facebook app on my phone, and I don't think I'm bringing it back. Laura, how much time have you spent in your red panda panda onesie that I bought you?
3: Not nearly enough, to oh, be perfectly so honest with you. I mean, I've, I've definitely worn it on a few occasions, um, mm-hmm. but we have actually been having an unusually warm winter here in the Atlanta area. Um, we've had temperatures averaging in the 60s for most of the last couple of weeks. So not Lucky really onesie you. weather.
0: It's been mild here in Chicago as
3: well. Yeah, you know why? The planet's dying.
0: Hey, I mean, it's kind of welcomed in Chicago. I don't need those zero degree temperatures.
3: <laughs> right. You're like, I mean, climate change probably isn't going to be my problem. It's the next generation's problem. Yeah, or it's like
0: LA's problem or <laughs> somewhere else, somewhere where it's hot year round. Uh, how
3: Republican of you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, there are a lot of Republicans down in Florida, and that it's definitely affecting them. So, anyway, Pam, you had something special happen over the break as well, didn't you?
1: Oh, you would think so. Uh, my sister got married, but she got married in April and didn't tell us until this last month.
0: Oh God! Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the note here so, just says "sister got married," so I assume. Yep. <laughs> what happened?
1: So, um, and, and it's actually kind of funny because. Well, we're going to keep it amongst the millennial family because not very many people know and they're trying to keep it that way. But my sister's been dating this lovely guy, love of her life for about four years now. They met the first year of college and he's actually from Cyprus and he was out here playing on a basketball scholarship. And he graduated in April from Fresno State and his student visa ran out. So they got married before he went back to Cyprus so he could play pro-basketball in the European League and still be able to come back.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So were you pissed? Was your family no, pissed? No, we were
1: all just really shocked. And apparently the only person who knew, we, we had no idea he could actually keep a secret, was our littlest brother. And he knew because they needed a witness to go with them to the, <laughs> the court <house. laughs> And they lived together in San Luis Obispo, where they're both going to university.
0: Wow.
1: We were like, you can actually keep a secret. He's like, yeah, you guys all doubted me, but I've known for months. (laughs) He's not wrong. So why did they keep it secret, though? He has a really big family out in Cyprus, and they're super Greek. And they felt bad because everybody always thought that they were going to have a big wedding. And I think somewhere down the line, when she finishes nursing school, and he's ready to retire from basketball, they do want to do that but they just felt like there was no way he was going to be able to come back if they didn't get married right away. So they kept it a secret because they felt bad about not doing anything bigger. Mm, Gotcha. Yeah. But they're still really young. She just turned 23 and he's the same age. So babies. Does this
0: get you out of purchasing a wedding gift? Because I would use this as an excuse to not...
1: Well... My sister has made it very clear that while she loves him and he's the love of her life and she's the love of his and they're going to spend the rest of their lives together, she doesn't feel like she's really married because she wants a wedding ceremony in a church. Mm. Um, But also I told her because we know that they're probably going to do it out in Cyprus. My gift to them is my presence there. (laughs) It's going to be super pricey to fly out there. Well, it sounds like
0: everybody had an eventful New Year's. Kissing, poop, early to bed, surprise marriages, no red panda action.
3: I didn't say that. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) Uh, My apologies. I just assumed. (laughs) Do you want to share with us this clip you came across, Laura?
3: Yeah. So... This is something that just really tickled me over the break. Um, we all know and love uh, our local news stations, especially when they have those like infamous fails. I don't know if any of you have ever watched the compilations of like all the awkward, cringy moments that happen on local news affiliates. But there was a particularly bad one um, over the last week where, uh, tragically, a police officer was killed in the line of duty And her local news station was honoring her. And unfortunately, the newscaster completely butchered her name in the worst and, quite frankly, most hilarious way possible. Um, I couldn't stop laughing at it. So I figured we would play it here on the show.
4: Hundreds gathered today to say their final goodbyes to this fallen Louisville police officer, D.D. Mega (laughs) Doodoo.
0: Oh, no. today One to more say time. Final
4: goodbyes to this fallen Louisville police officer, DD Mega Doo
0: DD Mega Doo Doo.
3: And for the record, um, I, I don't know the correct pronunciation of the last name, but it's not. <laughs> it's definitely not Mega Doo It's spelled <laughs> like M E G A D O H T or something mm. like that. So my guess would be that it it's Mega Doe. Or something along those lines. But clearly this was a flustered newscaster who was caught up in the moment and had not really done the prep work that should have been done before reading this. Um, yeah. So this is one of those cases where, like, yes, of course, this is a tragedy. It's th- This is horrific. And we definitely feel for that officer's family. Um, but separately, this was also incredibly funny.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I imagine that newswoman wrote to the family and apologized for the mistake. Oh,
3: she was beside herself. I was like following her on Twitter and seeing the whole like tweet thread where she talked about where she was in the moment and why it happened and was just basically like falling all over herself to apologize. So...
0: All right. Well, it is a new year, and we are excited to introduce some new benefits over at patreon.com millennial. We like to shake them up from time to time to keep things fresh and to keep people interested in supporting us. We love having your support. It's really important that we get your support. Uh, we need the money to run the show, to spend time on the show, and we're happy to do that in exchange for helping us out. So, um, several new benefits we want to tell you about briefly. First of all, we are adding a new feature to our Patreon called Face to Face. This is going to be a benefit for the Facebook official level patrons and higher. In this benefit, we are going to do a monthly on-video hangout to chat with listeners before the show. Once a month. Uh it'll be a lot of fun. Events will be announced a few days in advance. We'll just get to hang out and like, you know, it'll feel like we're actually hanging out because it's on video, it's live, it's it's a group of it'll be like eight or nine people, depending on how many people show up month to month. So that'll be a lot of fun. We're also introducing a new benefit, and this was Laura, this one was your idea. It's called breaking
3: news. What is this? So we recognize that sometimes by virtue of being a weekly show, uh, big news will break after an episode comes out. I'm sure this is equally as frustrating for you guys as it is for us to be like, God fucking damn it. We just put a show out and now it's dated. Um so what we decided we wanted to do is allow a little bit of wiggle room for us to be able to do short, mini episodes when breaking news hits. So say we record this episode and Donald Trump gets impeached tomorrow, we would then hop online and record a quick reaction to be available to you lovely patrons.
0: It would us be just crying tears of joy and sadness <laughs> yeah. because Pence would be coming in, but it'd be something. <laughs> um yeah so we're gonna do, i don't know if you just said this but we're gonna do that about once a month to start mm-hmm. and uh maybe ramp it up we'll we'll see how it goes another benefit and this is a, an adjustment landy is going to become one 30 to 45 minute video show per month we had been splitting these into two the reason we're going to stop that is because we've been recording them in one sitting And it doesn't really make much sense to stop and then start up again and cut them in half and make separate posts. So we're just going to make it one video show per month. And uh, another benefit that is more of a change, $5 and above, patrons will now receive the main show ad-free with After Dark in one file. And we're going to call it Mega Millennial. It's just an easier way for everybody to get the show. Now you can listen to Ad Free Millennial and After Dark back to back. You don't have to load up separate posts, download separate files. And um these join our other benefits like Hashing It Out, which is our pre-show recording, Ad Free Millennial, like I mentioned, random posts with goings-on in our lives, and the newly announced Discord channel, which Laura mentioned earlier. There's several other benefits as well. It's all available at patreon.com/slash millennial. Patreon's an amazing community because Creators can receive financial support from those who consume their content, which is so important in this day and age. Hashtag side hustle, hustle, hashtag student loans, hashtag help me I'm poor. Pat, even (laughs) Pat's a patron. I am. And he was pledging long before we started hooking up. So, you know, that was genuine. (laughs) Only $5, though. No matter what amount you pledge, we are eternally grateful. So, thank you.
3: All right. Before we dive into this week's AP choice, we wanted to hear a brief word from one of our sponsors, Rothy's. They're the company that's making insanely comfortable and stylish flats from recycled plastic water bottles. I've had my Rothy's for a few months now, and they pair easily with so many of my outfits, and I can feel good about wearing them because they're sustainable. Rothy's is the everyday flat for life on the go. It's stylish and classic and comes in four styles, the flat, the point, the loafer, and the sneaker for women and girls. The color and pattern selection is amazing, and they're constantly updating colors and patterns because they sell out so quick. These are also royal approved. Meghan Markle slipped on her Rothy's on her recent Australian tour with Prince Harry, and they have been flying off the shelves ever since. And it'll blow your mind that they're made from recycled plastic water bottles because they're the softest shoe you'll put on your feet. You can feel good about these because Rothy's has already recycled almost 20 million plastic bottles by making these shoes. And for an added bonus, these are machine washable and come out of the washer always looking brand spanking new. I love my Rothy's, and I know you will too. Right now, Rothy's has an amazing deal for our listeners. Use code M-I-L-L to get free shipping with no minimum purchase. You'll also get free returns and exchanges on your shoes, but trust me, you won't want to return these. Go to rothys.com, that's R-O-T-H-Y-S.com, and enter code M-I-L-L to get your new favorite pair of flats and free shipping. It's a no-brainer. These shoes are comfortable, stylish, and sustainable. Go get yourself a pair today. Rothy's.com, promo code M-I-L-L. Get this deal while it lasts.
0: So, since Pat is here, speaking of Patreon, uh, we did an AMA for Facebook official patrons. We said, what do you want to know about our relationship? Let's open up for them, Pat. Okay. And uh, Pat actually requested that he not see the questions that were submitted. He wants to be surprised for some reason. And because I don't donate $10, I can't see him. Yeah, but (laughs) I could have given you the questions if you wanted. Eh. All right. Well, uh, here's the first question, and I'll just direct it to you, Pat. And Laura and Pam, if you have anything to add to this, please feel free to jump in if you need to press us further or anything. Oh, don't worry. We
1: will. (laughs)
0: so stephanie asks what is the most romantic thing you have done for each
2: other watched brooklyn while you've been gone (laughs) and is that romantic because it saves me money yeah so then you can buy me a present
3: (laughs) (laughs) no that's super romantic because he's trusting you with the life of his dog
0: yeah, you know? exactly. And to devote the time, you know, you have to stay home, stay at my place. You have to make sure you're home by a certain time. You have to be up in the morning. You have to take them out. Walking isn't, you know, th- that much fun, especially in the winter months. So, yeah, I would say that's romantic.
2: Yeah. And I also like I love
0: cooking for you, too. So that is a good cook. What is the romant- most romantic thing I've done for you? Shit. I'm almost feeling guilty. I think I buy you good gifts. Is that romantic? (laughs) I mean, yeah. I've hooked Pat up with trips and stuff. Like, I took him to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. He's absolutely obsessed with Harry Potter.
1: I mean, that's pretty romantic to me. Yeah. (laughs) That's
0: probably
2: one of your most favorite things we've done, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I just, like, I don't think any... I don't know, like... Real relationships aren't like the movies. Like, I don't think there's any like massive grand gestures that everyday people do. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's weird to think about it, you know? You know, I will also say we never really went through the
0: extreme lovey dovey phase. Like, there's no, that's true. Yeah. There's been moments of that, but for whatever reason, maybe because we started as friends and we were just friends and didn't see it as a relationship early on, we were never like. Oh, my God, you're the best thing that's ever happened to me. Like, I guess there's been some of that, but it hasn't been like all the time over text and shit like that. (laughs) Right.
1: Well, like, what's something small that the other person does for you that you're very grateful for? Like, for me, one of the nicer things my ex-boyfriend used to do was he would pick up my coffee cups if I would leave them around the house and would just wash them and Mm. not make a big deal out of it. I always thought that was very sweet.
0: Yeah. Well, along those lines, Pat is a very good caretaker of my place. He's over here every weekend. And like you said, he'll take care of Brooklyn when need be. He'll take care of my place. He'll cook. He'll keep things tidy because he knows I'm neurotic. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I think I think the little things definitely add up. But I fail to be like, oh, the most romantic thing because we've never been that extreme lovey-dovey, like I said.
2: No, and I think it's like, I think at least something to me that's like, in my mind, it's kind of romantic is that like you didn't try to like fight me when I wanted you to meet my parents or anything. Like you were just like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, and I, I mean, started, I know you were nervous and like very, <laughs> like mm-hmm. internally freaking out, but you didn't like, weren't like, oh, they're not gonna like me. I don't want to do this kind of a thing.
0: Yeah, that's an example of doing something for somebody because you know it's important to them, even if you right. don't want to do it. You're doing it anyway because you know it matters to them. And that's kind of romantic in a way, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Pat doesn't like flowers. He's told me this multiple times as well. So there have not been flowers. I hate flowers. What's the point? They're just going (laughs) to (laughs) die. Jared says, question for Pat. Is there something about Andrew that you absolutely love about him, but Andrew hates that thing about himself?
2: I love your smile and I know you hate it, but...
0: What? You
3: hate your smile? Why? I'm
0: insecure about my smile. Why? I, I, I want... I want i want to straighten my teeth a little bit maybe it's just being in la for so long i don't know i just you have you've straighter teeth than i do yeah i know i i really think it was from being in la for so long everybody's so perfect there and it just made me feel very insecure and yeah Yeah. i I don't like i really i don't like my smile much i'll admit that but that's good to hear pat well
2: flip it around what about me you complain your butt's too big sometimes yeah (laughs) yeah
3: Why do you think your butt's
2: too big? It just gets in the way sometimes. Then it doesn't fit in jeans right. Listen like They to don't this. make men's jeans for guys with butts. They just think you know, that all jeans nobody has an ass and then I have to buy the waist a lot bigger in order to fit my butt but then you have all that extra fabric on top.
1: <laughs> yeah, that sounds You gotta annoying. invest in a good tailor like all us other girls. <laughs>
2: <All> right. <laughs> He's got a bubble butt. This is this is why this is good for porn. If you ever wanted to pursue a, a porn career, nobody wants to look at a pale glow in the dark kid. <laughs> I actually literally thought he was a ghost a couple of days ago. I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> what is that very
0: white thing over there?" It's not my fault. <laughs> Sp says love having Pat on the show. So when Andrew was lamenting on an earlier episode. How he is done with the dating scene and staying with Patrick. Is Pat sharing the same sentiment? Public podcaster celebrity Andrew and public podcaster Patrick seem like a much more even pairing than Andrew's previous partner. But is he on board with this? I hope so. Unless, of course, the boss wants to explore the glory days. I think SP is wondering if I, if Bruce would make a move on me, if I would hook up with him. The answer is... um. No, because I see Bruce like a dad. It'd be like hooking up with my dad. So, (laughs) Pat, are you ready to stick with me
2: forever? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. (sighs) I've never been somebody like I take any relationship I've been in seriously, which I think I've said it before. I've only had one other boyfriend before. You are the second one. So I don't get into them with being like, Meh, this could be whatever, you know, like, I'm only gonna commit to something if I really do feel that way. So mm-hmm. Pat was very moved, ladies, by
0: my remarks a few weeks ago, when I said, I think I'm just gonna settle down with Pat.
3: <laughs> it's always a nice thing to hear. Yeah, the stability, you know, well,
2: mm-hmm. especially when there was that Ho, Andrew, for a while.
3: <laughs> yeah, Pat, I've got to say, you tamed the beast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, I, no, I I meant what I said. I just actually, you can thank Richard for this, Pat. He kind of put it into my head because he had said to me, like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna settle down with Matt. That's it. I'm done with this dating shit." And ever since he said that, I've I've thought about that a lot, and I'm like, "Yeah," because I I don't think things can get any better than. Pat, and before Mm -hmm. your head explodes from the ego boost, um, you know, all relationships are going to have problems, but I feel like with this relationship, we can work through any potential issues, unless you change or cheat. Pat's very quirky, and he's funny, and... He's funny when he's drunk. He's just an entertaining person.
2: <laughs> well, and like you said, like every every relationship has its up and ups and downs. And we're definitely still in that like psychological honeymoon phase where they say psychologically that lasts between like a year and a half to two years. Mm-hmm. So we're still in there and that's usually when shit gets real is like after that when like real stuff happens and you might actually have a big fight because we've never had like a big fight like we've irritated each other or pissed each other off at a few points. But Mm -hmm.
0: and we work because we can be open with each other. And I think we each do different things for our relationship. And by that, I mean, Pat, he's like. Uh, unique in several ways like he's good at woodworking he's good at cooking he's very handy like he can he can do all kinds of shit uh, around the house he fills in a lot of gaps in our relationship Pat can't um, Pat's not good at spelling Hmm, but I don't mind that because Pat's very good at other things if you were bad at spelling and bad at everything else then I'd second guess being with you but you you excel (laughs) at lots of things
3: I yeah, like. How, I'm also
2: really bad at colors, so.
3: Well, that's understandable.
2: Yeah, it's because my eyes are broken, but still.
3: They're not broken.
0: <laughs> I enjoy helping the handicap as well. This makes me feel like I'm a good person by oh telling him what color God. things are. And I appreciate it. Yeah. What were you going to say, Laura?
3: Oh, I was going to say, I find it odd that spelling was the first thing you went to. Like that it's, he's bad at? Yeah. Like, is that... Like on your checklist of things, like, is it must be good, spe- must be a good speller?
0: Well, when it comes up like every other day, it's fresh in your mind.
3: <laughs> oh, like via text message and stuff? Right, right. Yeah, wow. there's
2: certain words I will never get. Like, definitely, I can never spell that word. Don't know why. It'll never happen.
1: I mean, at least it's not like tree. <laughs> True. Well,
0: but, but he spelled prophet, P-R-O-P-H-E-T as p r o f i t. And, you know, I forgot that there were two different spellings of profit. Mm, right, right. And look, it's I, I'm not mad about it because he's very good <laughs> at other things. <laughs> he's not a total idiot.
2: <laughs> Unless it comes to geography. That's another thing I'm terrible at. Oh God, he's so bad at that,
0: too. Anyway, but I, I, I love everything about you, even even your issues. What what you
2: we each prepared a question for each other. What is yours to me? um what does your life plan of a long-term relationship look like is this your way of asking me if you could move into my place no (laughs) no just like like from now to like 80 years is too long because then we'd be 100 um i don't know 60 years like where 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 does that look like well i still don't want to get married
0: is that a problem
2: I mean a little, but we what can if we talk broke up? That?
0: What if this discussion went really bad and we broke up <laughs> I on know, the podcast? I'm starting
1: to get uncomfortable. <laughs> Me too, but I feel like Andrew would still post it
3: because <laughs> I'd be like downloads.
1: It's <laughs> like great for the views.
0: <laughs> no, I don't think this comes as a surprise to Pat. Really, I I currently do not feel like I want to get married, and I don't see that changing at any point i just don't see the purpose of it um i could also see us living somewhere else you've never lived anywhere else other than wisconsin and illinois and i think it'd be cool for you to if you wanted to move to a different place with me if we were still together i think i'd personally at some point would want to go out west not anytime soon but down the road a decade or two does that answer your question? Yeah. And I'd like to adopt, maybe, if the money was there.
3: Well, I'm I sorry to say, that. Andrew, but good luck adopting if you don't want to get married.
0: Oh, damn it. Word. Most adoption yeah, agencies something... are going to look
3: at you and go, mm.
0: Yeah. Can we pretend to get married? Like, take all the photos and...
3: I don't think it works. That, no. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> or you can just go down to the courthouse and write a $45 check to the state and get a marriage license.
0: Okay, look, I'm, like, kind of okay with that. I just don't want a ceremony. I do not want the attention. You don't
1: have to have a ceremony. That's super normal. Okay. Look at what my sister just did.
0: That's true. Pat, do you want a a ceremony?
2: Oh, I want the full thing, like, 200 people at a reception. Oh, (laughs) oh, Can somebody sub for me? (laughs) (laughs) I call out No, but, like, I want, yeah, I want to, like, have... I mean, obviously get married, but then have the kids because I I would not want to have kids if I didn't have a spouse Um, just to protect the kids, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I'm the sugar daddy in this relationship.
0: (laughs) Um, If it was really important to you, I would consider getting married with a ceremony.
3: (laughs) See? See? And that's how compromise works.
1: Oh. Laura, I feel like we're marriage. Therapists. I know. <laughs> maybe, oh.
3: maybe you settle on having a smaller ceremony.
0: Yeah, can we meet mm-hmm. in the middle? You said two hundred. I'm saying zero. So
1: <laughs> maybe you have a small church ceremony if that's what Pat wants, and you have mm-hmm. a big ass party. That's the best part. Yeah, yeah really I really just want over. the party.
2: Like some. Yeah, you can have invite ten people to the ceremony, but then I want the big party.
0: Okay, that that makes me feel a little better. I don't. I don't want a big ceremony. <laughs> Do you even
2: know two hundred people you would want at the wedding? There would be at least a hundred in just my family.
0: Oh, and they would all I want to go to a that. gay wedding.
2: Well, I. I mean, I have some that I would be like, "You're not invited," and I don't care how much drama that causes, but. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Uh, all right. Also, I'll...
2: you would have to be the one to propose, so who knows how long this would be because I refuse to pr- propose again.
0: Do you want to uh, tell the listeners about that?
2: <laughs> you don't <laughs> well, have to. One, with my last boyfriend, we were together for six years, and after three, we did get engaged, and then we were engaged for two years, and then we called that off, and we're together for one more year before we broke up.
0: He proposed to his ex in Times Square.
1: Ooh. Talk about grand gestures. I know, (laughs) but
0: it's also so sad. I feel bad that the engagement was called off. Like it was
2: just too. It was way too early. Like we were twenty two. Yeah, and back then, and knowing my ex and how immature that he is and was then, like it definitely was a dumb move. Mm -hmm. I know that now. (laughs) Mm.
0: Yeah, well, when you're young, you make decisions you regret when you're older
2: yeah definitely like i know it wasn't the right move now so that's what matters
0: yeah you know i must apologize uh we started the show noting that i am forgetful and here it comes again i thought your ex told you no during the proposal you proposed and he said no okay that makes me feel a little less bad because that would have been awkward if you're in Times Square down on one knee and <laughs> you're proposing and he's like, uh, no, I'm going to go get a hot dog. Oh.
3: <laughs> and then no, all the, no, like, no. awkward costume people come up and try to comfort you. <laughs> right. Like, oh crying my God. on <laughs> creepy Elmo.
0: Yeah, Elmo's shoulder. You go try to, like, kiss the naked cowboy to try to get some love from a man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And uh, Pat, final question to you. What's one
0: stupid little thing I should change
2: about myself? I mean, I don't think you should change anything for me. You have to want to change it on your own. But is there something I do that bothers you that you really wish I would change? There's one thing, and it's just really dumb, and it's just kind of annoying, but it's not something I can overlook, or it is something I can overlook. There's, (laughs) And it's so dumb. It's really, really dumb. So prepare yourself. Um, when you drink hot drinks instead of just taking a drink, you take like a thousand little slurpy sips. Oh my fucking god! And that's and annoying. Why? Because I'm going like. Yeah, but there's like ten short little ones in a row. <laughs> what? I've never
0: realized this ever. <laughs> Okay, well... See how
2: dumb it is?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I guess I'll be self-conscious about this from now until the end of time. Because I'll just be like, oh, just take a full mouthful. (laughs) Well, it's hot. That's why I'm not taking a full mouthful. (laughs) Wow, interesting.
2: All right, well, I'll work on that for you. (laughs) Well, I'm sure I have something stupid and little too, right? Um, hmm. (laughs) Okay, here's
0: something, and this is stupid like yours. When we're like scrolling through Netflix or iTunes or something, every other movie, Pat goes, I love that movie. Oh, I love that movie. I love her. Oh, I love him. It's like, you don't love all of these people. Stop. You're lying.
2: Okay. Okay. (laughs) Is it true? I do do that uh, for sure.
0: Every fucking movie.
2: No, you don't love all these. <laughs> it's mainly because I want you to see these things that are great because you don't watch things.
0: That's another thing. Pat insists that I watch old things, and I do not want to watch old things because they are old. I want to watch new things so I can talk about them on this program and
2: on Hypable. But like classics that he's never seen, like, um, like Pretty Woman, never seen.
1: Oh, but see that's timely because there's a pretty woman musical on Broadway now. There you go, Pat. I fixed your problem. <laughs>
2: yeah, you <laughs> Which gotta be is like kind of AM. how I got him to watch Moulin Rouge for the first time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you can spin it as being relevant today, then then maybe I will. There's just there's just obviously so much so many old shows and movies to watch, there's not enough time to to catch up on it all. So why even bother starting? so there you go that was uh a discussion about our relationship i will um be uh rethinking this whole thing
1: oh (laughs) shut the fuck up i'm kidding (laughs) pat is excellent
0: i'm very lucky to have him i'm glad the podcasts brought us together uh same pam what's coming up in after dark today before we get over to some news.
1: Ooh, we're going to talk about the dark side of the music industry inspired by Lifetime's six-part documentary Surviving R. Kelly. That I would watch. It's current. It's intense. It reveals a lot about
0: What? What did he do, for anyone who doesn't know?
1: Well, there are multiple sexual assault and uh, uh, child sexual assault uh, cases against R. Kelly, though he has kind of evaded um, all of them thus far. And I do want to point out that it's nothing new. This is not new information that's being brought to light. It's really just information that a lot of people chose to um, decide was not relevant to allowing him to still remain in the public eye and churn out hits.
0: Okay, cool. And also, we have a. I want to s- share another story from Christmas. I learned something very interesting about how my sister is trying to take care of her college loan debt. It's controversial. It. She got wine drunk and revealed it to me. She's keeping it a secret from our parents because she, if they found out. They would be very, very pissed and worried. So we'll talk about that (laughs) in After Dark today. (laughs) But first, it's time now for a word from a new sponsor. New Year, new sponsor. And since it is a new year, we're thinking about ways to improve ourselves. This year, make health and wellness a top priority with the help of Care Of... They are a monthly subscription vitamin service that can help improve your skin, boost your energy levels, get more sleep, or generally be more healthy. What's amazing about Care Of is that they help you create a personalized vitamin routine that meets your health goals. Here's how it works. You visit TakeCareOf.com and you take their fun five-minute online quiz that asks you about your diet, health goals, and lifestyle choices. Then Care Of recommends various vitamins based on your answers. It's just like taking a BuzzFeed personality quiz. You can order them all or just a few, and then CareOf will mail you a 30-day supply of these vitamins. And as if that wasn't enough of a unique package, they come delivered in a daily vitamin pack and... They're all printed with your name on it. You'll get this box you can keep on your kitchen counter. And each day you pull out a pill pack. They're actually fun to take because they got your name on it. They got a little fun fact or a quote or a daily challenge. They're, they're, they're adorable. <laughs> and uh, when you take them, you get the pleasure of knowing that these various vitamins are tailored to you. This isn't some generic multivitamin that doesn't meet your needs. These are for you, thanks to that personality quiz that you took. Give this a try. Pat saw me enjoying these, got jealous, and ordered a month's supply of his own. He recently had a great customer service experience with them, which I was glad to see because it's a sign of a great company. For 25% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter promo code M-I-L-L. Again, for 25% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter promo code M-I-L-L. Start the year off with daily vitamins tailored to you, and you're going to enjoy the experience, I promise you. (laughs) I never thought I would have fun taking vitamins. All right. Time for some news. As always, the start of the year ushers in some new laws. Do you guys pay attention to the new laws? Like, Do you you Google your state's laws when the new year rolls over?
3: No. (laughs) Just YOLO it? I mean, there are obviously some big ones that make national headlines, and those tend to be the ones that I'm aware
1: of. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: I always like trying to find the really weird ones, and this year was kind of disappointing. There weren't a lot of weird ones. So I'm going to go through some of the most unique and
0: weirdest ones, and this is also going to be a game. So one of the new laws that I share today is actually a lie. So at the end of this, the co-hosts and the listeners, those of you listening live on Patreon or on Discord, tell me which one is the lie and we'll see who gets it right so first of all we'll start in florida this one we've actually spoken about a little bit we talked about it during the midterms on january 8th florida is restoring the voting rights of all former felons except those convicted of murder or a felony sexual offense some 1.4 million possible voters will be added to the rolls that's huge that's an addition that could have a significant effect on elections in the swing state. So that's a big deal. and It'll be very interesting to see if that affects uh, voting in 2020.
3: Oh, I think it will. Um, Let's hope so. And I think that's the reason why um, certain uh, <laughs> certain political affiliates for a long time to prevent former felons from being granted their voting rights back.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we'll talk about 2020 in a few minutes. Next new law. This is a broad one. Just a general note. At least 19 states will increase their minimum wages on or around New Year's Day, Day according to the National Employment Law Project. So that's good news. Next one. California pet stores won't be allowed to sell cats, dogs, or rabbits unless they came from animal shelters or non-profit rescue groups. While abandoned pets and overpopulated shelters are nationwide problems, California is the first state to pass such a law. I remember when this was originally proposed, I was super excited about it. I rescued Brooklyn and California. And it's always so depressing going into these malls and seeing these pet shops with these animals that were bred just for the service of the shop when you know that there are so many animals out there that need our help that need rescuing pam has this been making headlines in your area
1: uh yeah on the local news it's been talked about a fair bit and i also rescued my dog jasper who came from a puppy mill which is, you know, oh. where dogs are bred to be sold, and it was a really bad situation. Oh, so a lot of those places are not always the best conditions either for dogs.
0: Yeah, so I'm love that I'm loving that California is doing this and discouraging um, puppy mills.
2: Yes, and- hashtag
0: Adopt Don't Shop. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> also in California, your driver's license no longer needs to have a traditional binary gender gender preference same option is now available for birth certificates in new york in mississippi it's no longer possible to buy hard liquor at liquor stores on sundays this was sold as a workplace improvement bill proponents of the measure argue that it'll improve work output during the week i hate states with stupid ass liquor laws and mississippi is diving into it as well
3: well it's really because of jesus be honest
0: Ah. jesus said thou shall not drink hard liquor on sundays
1: correct yeah (laughs) look at utah
0: (laughs) next one this is another weird one and pat this applies to us if you love to hunt but hate wearing bright orange illinois lawmakers have got your back a new bill expands the color options for hunting from the standard blaze orange to the equally bright blaze pink
2: probably can't see it anyway so What does it matter to you? (laughs) No, I feel like this has been a thing like in some states anyways, where there's like, I mean, I know the pink camo can be like just fashion for women, but I feel like there are some states that have used this before too. So seems stupid to me. Yeah. This is
0: another nationwide one. Hospitals have to make prices public now. new federal measure will require all U.S. hospitals to post their prices for services online. This includes standard charges for drugs, biologicals, and other items and services, as well as keeping those costs updated, according to the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. So that's great. I mean, you know, if you're looking at your options, you should know how much of a hole you're getting yourself into, and now you can. Next one. I thought this was one of the weirder ones. In an effort to promote economic growth... Vermont has offered to pay some remote workers to relocate to the state. Qualified applicants can each apply for up to ten thousand dollars in funding. Pam, you, you work from home a lot of the time. Would you relocate to Vermont for ten thousand bucks?
1: I mean, for ten thousand dollars, that sounds like a good deal to me. Be in Barney Yeah, I
4: was gonna say, <laughs> but it's
1: Vermont. That's true. <laughs>
0: And Vermont knows they're Vermont, and that's why they're giving you ten thousand dollars.
1: It's a small state, though. I feel like I could get out quick if I needed a break.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine taking it's, their ten grand? It's not and running? Like
1: California, where you could drive like eight hours in any direction, and you're still in California. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I thought that was cool, though, to encourage people to move. I mean, a lot of us now do work from home these days, and if you know, ten thousand dollars is not is nothing in the long run. You're gonna pay that back in taxes in just a few years and and not just your your yearly taxes but taxes in the economy so i think it's a cool idea and finally in ohio one of the most why new laws of the year a new state law requires students to be able to write in cursive by the end of fifth grade this has been a state-by-state issue um but it's not a part of common core we all learned curves, cursive in
2: school, right?
4: hmm
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: It's so useless, though. Yeah. I think for your signature, obviously, it's needed, but otherwise, no.
3: Yeah. Yeah, the only time yeah. cursive became useful for me was when I was teaching third grade, and they were learning cursive, <laughs> and I actually kind of had to reteach myself because I hadn't used it in years.
1: Mm-hmm. It does look pretty. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) but I have not used it other than my signature since like third grade or whatever so which of the new laws was the lie
3: this is tough because Mm -hmm. I feel like I've heard most of these Hmm. I'm going to say the only one I haven't heard was Illinois adding a new hunting color so I'm going to go with that one
1: Hmm. okay uh, I'm going to go with the cursive because there's computers now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the hospitals making the prices public.
0: Okay. Megan says, my guess for the lie is the hospital one. Kaylee says, I hope it's the Sunday drinking one. Kaylee was the only one who was right. It was the <laughs> the Sunday. Oh, <laughs> wow. By hard liquor law. That oh. one
1: was like the most believable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I'm a great writer.
1: <laughs> it's like, sure, of course Mississippi would want this. Great. <laughs> yeah. I I
0: thought the giveaway might have been like... And they were arguing that it would improve productivity at work during the week if you couldn't buy vodka on Sundays.
3: <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That sounds like a BS argument that some
1: puritanical asshole would come up with. Mm-hmm.
0: True. It was wise of me to use... Mississippi, so it was believable. Yeah, you
1: had said it was like New York. We would
3: all be like, no. Yeah, you just <laughs> right. leaned into the stereotypes there, Andrew. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, all those other laws were real. And although none of us seem to be checking our local laws, everybody really should do a quick Google search for the new laws in your state because what if there is something? big that you might be violating maybe something involving your phone in the car or your phone while crossing the street <laughs> all right well what else is going on in the news
3: speaking of 2019 we wanted to take a few minutes to talk about what 2019 holds in store for president trump um first and foremost democrats have taken control of the house and they also got their shit together and named nancy pelosi speaker of the house for anyone who wasn't following that super closely, there's been drama over the last few weeks of some of the new, more progressive wing of House members coming in and talking about maybe trying to like not give it to Pelosi, even though she's the one with the experience and the background to be able to coach this new generation of Congress people um, so that they're as effective as they can be. Thankfully, they got that together. So now Pelosi's in charge. My favorite thing about this is before the election last year, an extra one hundred and twenty nine million dollars was approved for the House to allow hiring of extra staff and attorneys, which was presumably to continue Trump's charade of investigating Hillary. And now Pelosi and the Democrats have that money um, and they are using it to hire criminal lawyers for a potential probe into Trump and the Trump (laughs) Foundation and everything surrounding him. Amazing. I know. It's just it's sweet justice. And it really shows this dumbass really thought there was going to be a red wave, like he was talking about leading up to the election. He was certain Mm -hmm. that they were going to hold on to the House. And then as soon as they lost it, he was like, oh, well, we kept the Senate. So that's all that really matters. Not really, Donnie, because impeachment starts in the House. (laughs) Um, Also, we've seen some 2020 contenders beginning to reveal themselves primarily Elizabeth Warren uh, or as Donald Trump calls her Pocahontas. Um, mm. She is running a, pre- what she calls a presidential probe to try and figure out if she's going to run, but she's running. Ooh, people yeah. don't, people don't speculate about running for president publicly like this and then not run. So she's running. Um, there's been some rumors about Mitt Romney potentially trying to primary Donald Trump. Um and take the, the Republican nomination in 2020. We'll see how that goes. Um, I also think Joe Biden is probably, you know, going to toss his hat in the ring officially here soon. But I wanted to see if everyone on the panel could predict someone apart from Warren and Romney and I suppose Biden who will throw their hat into the ring in 2019. Does anybody have any thoughts?
2: I think that Paul Ryan is going to.
4: Ugh okay
3: mm.
0: well that's a good choice because the only reason down.
2: why he quote-unquote like retired early because he's still really young i just have a feeling that that's going to be his plan
3: oh, mm-hmm. that's horrifying to me i i'm hoping that he's just gonna fuck off to the private sector but i think you're yeah. probably right pat
2: yeah Especially because I, as being like the Wisconsin people, like I don't think Scott Walker is going to try to run again, so it just makes sense that he would, Paul Ryan would.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: An- another juicy rumor is Trump's outgoing UN ambassador Nikki Haley, because that departure seemed very surprising. Mm-hmm. So I w- I would love that one. It seems very hard to imagine someone, a, a Republican, actually trying to run against Trump. It would just send this country into a tailspin, I think. And it wouldn't benefit Trump, obviously. It wouldn't benefit the person who was uh, running against him for the Republican nomination. So I just cannot see that happening. On the Dem side, Kamala Harris, uh, Cory Booker, those two seem to be running yeah, um, but I don't really feel anybody yet. I can feel Joe. And there is this report from the New York Times today saying he's been telling people that he sees himself as the Democrats best hope in 2020. And I agree with that.
3: Hmm. I don't know. He's only... I don't know if he is the Democrats best hope. Don't get me wrong. I would vote for Biden. I'd vote for anyone really over Trump. <laughs> um, so, like, let's be clear pretty much who, like, short of the Democrats doing something stupid, like nominating Dwayne the Rock Johnson, uh, <laughs> they've got me, right? Um, but Biden, he's still so close to the Obama legacy. And whether it's whether it's right or wrong, a lot of people who were connected to the Obamas spent a long time trying to run from the Obama legacy, um, because they're still a lot of butt hurt about that, especially in the middle of the country, which is part of the reason why we lost in 2016. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But then again, he does have the old white debt dude thing going for him, which seems to be what this country prefers. So mm-hmm. he might have he's that. Also
0: very, he's also very likable.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean,
0: even, even though he's old, and that is a concern of mine concerning him, um, people of all ages really like him. I mean, people were very taken with his relationship with Barack.
3: Mm-hmm. Definitely were. I am all, I'm hopeful for Harris. That would be mm-hmm. like my dream candidate, to be honest with you. But I'm not mm-hmm. sure if the Democrats are going to think that she's quite ready for primetime yet. So we'll see. Um, something else to look forward to is that Robert Mueller's grand jury just got a six-month extension they don't grant six month extensions to grand juries unless there's something substantial. The grand jury has been able to demonstrate that they're uh, cracking into. So Hmm. keep, keep an eye out, I guess. Watch this space. Um, I'm so
0: tired of watching this space. I know. I'll try.
3: But I think 29, I think because that's six months, I mean, it's going (laughs) to expire again this year. So hopefully they're able to get it wrapped up within that period of time. And I would like for each one of us to predict one person that we think is going to be indicted in the Mueller investigation this year.
0: Don Jr. Yeah. 100%. Yeah,
3: that was mine too. (laughs) Yeah. It's his turn. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Your turn in that revolving door of indictments.
3: (laughs) And I think also, and I don't know if it's a 2019 thing or if it's an ever thing, but... I'm I'm having some feelings about Mike Pence simply because I don't think you can be that close to Trump's orbit and not have gotten some of this smear on you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: That could be wishful thinking,
3: but
0: I'm going to disagree. I think he's purposely kept himself very separate from he's definitely been
1: laying low. Yeah, yeah. And even
0: during the election, he seemed very uninvolved with what the rest of the Trumps were up to.
3: I mean, in terms of the public-facing version of Mike Pence, yes, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't really have any bearing on what involvement he might have had behind the scenes. True.
2: Yeah, that's true.
3: And finally, I'd like us all to predict, in 2019, do we think Trump is going to be impeached? Will he resign, or will he remain untouched by Mueller's investigation?
2: Ooh, that's a tough one to predict. Damn. He's definitely not going to resign. He's got too big of an ego for that. You don't think
1: so? I yeah, feel like I don't I think he would. I feel like he might, if he feels like it would save him, because being impeached would be too embarrassing. Maybe I'm giving him too much credit.
2: <laughs> I feel like he's got to be forced out. That's the only way that he would leave before the end of the term. Yeah, I, I agree.
3: So my thought... Is I think I'm kind of feeling somewhere between what Pat and Pam are saying. I think he might be forced to resign, kind of like all of Nixon. Uh, Mm -hmm. I could very Mm -hmm. much see if Senate Republicans think that he's going to cost them in 2020, and if this investigation becomes any more damning than it already is, I could see them coming to him and being like, "Hey, you need to resign, or we're going to impeach your ass." On the other hand. I could see him resigning and making a sort of plea deal. If anything comes out of the Mueller investigation that implicates he and his family, I could see him using a resignation as a bargaining chip to save everybody from criminal penalty. Like basically saying, "I'll get the fuck out of here. Just leave us alone."
2: But you
0: yeah, know how really psycho and full too. of uh, you know how psycho and full of himself he is. He's going to go down swinging. I think he will. He will not do such a thing, Laura.
3: I mean, I think it's going to be ugly. Don't get me wrong. I could very Mm -hmm. much see him coming out and saying, listen, I'm resigning in order to keep my family safe, but I didn't actually do anything wrong. It's all corrupt. (laughs) Like, I can see him sort of like playing the public and trying to rally his base into thinking that he was unfairly, you know, sort of ousted from office. Um, A lot of Nixon's supporters felt the same way.
0: Okay. So we will see. Uh, I I don't buy it, but
3: so do you think he's going to remain untouched by the Mueller investigation? Yes. Okay.
0: Or or if he's about to be touched, he will do something drastic, like fire Mueller or something like that. Okay. I think Republicans are always going to protect him. I'll put it that way.
3: Mm, I think Republicans will eat their young if it's to their uh, advantage.
2: <laughs> this reminds me. So, I saw on Saturday, I saw Vice and like so much of how they wrote a lot of the lines and stuff for it. Cause it goes a little bit into the Nixon thing where like Amy Adams' character is just like, he is the president. This can't happen to him. He is the highest office we ever have. Nothing bad can happen to him. It's like that kind of thing. Like what you're saying, the Republican, his like, his base are just gonna—they're ride or die for yep. him. Vice is that new Dick Cheney movie?
0: Yeah, yeah,
3: with Christian Bale.
2: It was real
0: good. I tried to go with Pat to the theater across the street, but my fucking movie pass ripoff company Cinemia wouldn't let me buy a ticket. So Why Pat went without me. are you
1: problems with it? I—it's been working great right? for me. <laughs> oh,
0: it good works for, you for me too.
2: too. Andrew has problems almost every time we try to do it. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. They've made some changes that I'm, I I hope are gonna resolve that. But
1: well, let's switch over to a whole different uh, ball game of campaigns here. The Oscars, of course, are coming up in February, and Ellen DeGeneres, former Oscar host herself, really, really wants Kevin Hart to host the Oscars. So, for those of you who have not been keeping up with the news. Kevin Hart was actually supposed to host the Oscars and ended up stepping down after a series of homophobic tweets from 10 years ago resurfaced. The Academy asked him to issue a public apology for the tweets. Kevin Hart uh, put his foot in his mouth, went over to Instagram and said he was not going to publicly apologize because he was a different person (laughs) back then than he was now. And then 90 minutes later, he went to Twitter, decided that he was going to formally resign from the gig and apologized anyway. Uh, so that's what you missed there. He was recently on Ellen's daytime talk show and Ellen is really champion, championing for him to still host the show. So much, show that, so, much so that she called the Academy and asked them to take Hart back. According to Ellen, the Academy is actually still open to having Hart hosts, but it doesn't really sound like he's interested in going back at
5: all. And we have a
1: clip for you guys from that, that Andrew's going to play for us.
5: 2008 now. I don't know who follows me or who doesn't. I'm on social media every day. I got over 40,000 tweets. To go through 40,000 tweets to get back to 2008? That's an attack. That's a malicious attack on my character. That's an attack to end me. That's not an attack to just stop the Oscars. This is what I want people to understand. That's an attack to end me. Now, I'm not gonna get too emotional but when you witness this and you stand in front of it and you heard, you heard that these things exist. I've heard about it. I've never experienced it. I've heard about it. This was my first time in the fire. I've seen it. Oh, my God. This was to destroy me. This was to end all partnerships, all brand relationships, all investment opportunities, studio relationships, my production company, and the people that work underneath me. This was to damage the lives that have been invested in me. It's bigger than just the Oscars. It's about the individuals that are out there now that are finding success and damage. They're finding success and damaging your quote-unquote celebrity. Now, if you go back, and I don't have a word, or if I don't have a, a bond, if I don't have anything to stand on, I'm now going right back into the place where the people that came after me want me to go. They they There is no, there. somebody has to take a stand against the, the quote unquote trolls. You have to. So.
0: Ellen goes on to agree with him that these people are trolls who are coming after Kevin Hart and Kevin Hart started that clip being like, you had to have planned to have done this. You had to have gone back through 40,000 tweets to find those tweets. That is not what people did. They went to Twitter and used their very simple advanced search tool they typed in Kevin Hart's Twitter handle, and they typed in the word gay. And instantly, they could easily see all of his tweets in which he uses the word gay or fag. Some of the tweets, uh, you look like a gay version of Chris Brown. Put a shirt on, fag. That was from 2010, not that long ago. Um, Yo, what the fuck is going on with Wayne215 and all this gay shit? Look how gay H. Goodspeed looks when he sleeps. It looks like he's dreaming about whistling. Yo, if my son comes home and tries to play with my daughter's dollhouse, I'm going to break it over his head and say in my voice, stop, that's gay. I just overheard Wayne 215 say that he wants to get a tattoo on his stomach. Major no homo. Pause. He has had a tendency of writing these patently homophobic tweets and and people were just going to check on what he has said before there's nothing malicious about that they want to make sure that somebody hosting a major event isn't a piece of shit and kevin hart for a time was homophobic and thus a piece of shit and the other issue is that he has never never despite what he says he has never apologized for these remarks he could have just manned up and said, you know what? These tweets are wrong. I'm sorry. And that would have been the end of it. But he refused to apologize.
1: So right. fuck him. And, and now he sounds like a madman going on about a conspiracy theory.
0: Yeah, except for he doesn't sound like a madman man, because Ellen is supporting him. I am That's so disappointed true. in Ellen. Yeah. And I regret watching yeah. her funny stand-up special over Christmas. Mm-hmm.
1: She definitely blanketly forgives him on behalf of all of the lgbtqia plus community at the end of this clip too it's really long so we can't play it on the show but um it's in the doc so if you guys want to check it out you should and i was kind of shocked that she did that
2: right because like if he a didn't believe those things that he said anymore it should be no problem for him to just be like hey i said this back then i don't believe that now i'm sorry like gravel, gravel, gravel. Maybe people could accept it a little bit. I've never liked him, so I really could care less what happens. But mm-hmm. if you don't, if you don't believe what you said back then, it shouldn't be a problem to admit that you're wrong. This to
0: me, this Ellen incident, because a lot of people are pissed at Ellen now, was classic Hollywood butt kissing. Ellen is just trying to be nice to everybody. Nobody causes problems because at the end of the day, she benefits more by being the hero than by being the enemy here. I hope she comes to regret that. Um, I hope she thinks about this more and issues some sort of apology. Um, But there's so much sucking up in Hollywood. Websites do it to publicists all the time and publicists do it to websites. So everybody gets what they want. And that's what I immediately thought of when, when uh, I looked at this Ellen situation and it really, really bumps me out because Ellen is not being an ally here.
3: So question real quick. Do we know for sure that he's never apologized?
0: Yes. hundred percent. Yes.
3: Okay. Because we've got um, Chelsea in the discord is saying he's already apologized multiple times um, and no, would you hasn't. would you want to be constantly reminded of something you'd said ten years ago, so I wasn't sure he hasn't explicitly apologized for these
0: tweets. I don't know what you're referring to, chelsea, but he he has not apologized for these.
1: I think people just want a genuine apology because even when you look at the the whole interview and she spent a lot of time with him on her show, which is kind of impressive considering the show is not very long and she usually has multiple guests on there. Um, when he starts off his rant, he says, "Like you know, like they want me to apologize. I've already said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But just saying those words, I feel like is not enough for people sometimes. And so maybe what uh, people are expecting is a little bit more of a heartfelt apology oh, which nice is what he, he could have done right away when the academy asked instead of deciding he wasn't going to do it and then going back on that later
2: right right because an apology that's in the middle of a rant can, can't mean that much that just comes off as you saying what you think people want to hear at that point point. Mm-hmm. and like honestly you're in. he's been in the public eye for how long you got to know that what you're saying is going to come back to you when you're that when you're at that level of celebrity in the public eye everything that you say somebody is going to find again
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well the good news is is it looks like Hart will most likely not being host uh, being hosting the oscars uh deadline is actually saying that he's completely out altogether and they're pretty reputable source so i tend to believe them when they say that that they know it's a, a for certain thing uh interestingly they're also reporting that the academy might opt to go hostless this year instead of enli- and instead enlist the help of multiple celebrities to help move the show along uh mm-hmm. which would be an interesting tactic for sure considering that you know they kind of have a big history now both tapping somebody big to serve as the MC or multiple people. Sometimes there was that fiasco with uh, Anne Hathaway and James Franco a few years ago that no one's going to forget anytime soon.
0: Um, But you know what happens? Like there's all this hype around these people hosting. And then of course they get the opening monologue and then they disappear for like an hour and every, mm -hmm. every year everybody tweets, where'd they go? Where'd they go? So it's like the host really isn't that important in my mind.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I mean, so in that case, one of the questions I had for you guys is if you feel like this tactic in general might actually be better for the Oscars, because the ceremony, as anybody knows who tunes in every year, is very long winded and gets super boring. So maybe this is a good way to spice it up. They yeah. should
0: have Kevin Hart, Ellen, Harvey Weinstein, Les Moonves all host together. That would be a show. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Add
2: Kevin Spacey in there.
0: Kevin Spacey, yeah, he could do his <laughs> shitty Kevin under, or what's his name, Frank. Ke- uh, Frank Frank Underwood impression. Yeah.
3: I think <laughs> I think some of these folks are. It's like varying degrees of horrible things, though. I don't know that I would necessarily
1: lump them all together.
2: <laughs> right, right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, just everyone
1: problematic
0: just, in Hollywood. Just bring them out the,
1: one by one by level of um, like problematic. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I kind of feel like I want to play devil's advocate here just so
3: that this isn't like an echo chamber. But we've talked about this on the show before. I think if you went back through anyone's Twitter history, you're going to find something, right? Even if you're just using keywords to look it up. Obviously, the things he said were completely reprehensible. And it sounds like he hasn't maybe done as good of a job providing that heartfelt apology as he should have. Um, But it does raise, again, the question that we've asked on the show before about what is the statute of limitations? You know, how Mm -hmm. far back can you say something um, off-color or offensive and have it continue to impact your career in the future?
0: Well, to that I would say if you are a large figure – and you know that these types of things will offend people, maybe your publicist should be doing a very simple Twitter search for the word gay or for the word AIDS. I'm looking again here. He made a tweet with an AIDS joke. And delete all these tweets. These should have been deleted years ago. They shouldn't be yeah, online.
3: I agree with that. Um, and actually, Andrew, weren't where you the one plugging... Like a Twitter bot that'll actually delete all your old tweets for you.
0: Yeah, it's called tweet delete.
3: Yeah. I think something like that's a great idea because comedy, even bad jokes, right? Like obviously hearing the tweets that he wrote, there was nothing funny about those. They were really poor jokes and they were in poor taste. Um, But even if you do make a good joke, comedy doesn't always age well. Right. So just from a brand perspective, it seems like it would be beneficial to ensure that you're not leaving old stuff floating around on the internet for people to bring up years and years later. I don't know. I yeah. feel I feel conflicted because there are a lot of stand-up comedians, including Ellen, by the way, mm-hmm. um who have touched on dark topics in yeah. their past that they might not joke about now. So I guess from that perspective, that might explain why Ellen is trying to forgive Kevin Hart. Maybe because she feels like there's some stuff she said in the past that she wouldn't necessarily like for people to be using against her now. Yeah. And I'm also just trying not to like, I don't know, trying to voice a different perspective. Mm -hmm. And I think that
1: that's important too. I think to answer your question for me, um, it's more the actions that speak louder that you do after you change as a person because I think change is natural for humans. and it's not right if he felt some type of way, you know, eight years ago. But if, you know, since that point, that person has done um you know, more to educate themselves and be more of a an ally. Uh, then I, I think I would be more inclined to forgive that because I think exactly. that it is a slippery slope that we're kind of going down right now, where we mm-hmm. don't allow people to rehabilitate into, you know, decent human beings. And obviously, there's exceptions to that. There's some things that are completely yeah. unforgivable. But I I always hope that people have the ability to change. Yeah. I don't
0: doubt that Kevin Hart has evolved. My issue, and this is my final point on this, is that he's handled this whole situation poorly. He refused to apologize initially. No matter how you read his Ellen interview, that didn't go over well either. None of this has been going over well. You know how Hollywood works. If if you leave offensive things online and then you get a big gig like the Oscars and those tweets then go viral, you need to just say, I am sorry. I am sorry sorry for hurting people with these fag remarks, with these AIDS remarks, with these gay jokes. It it you just need to say sorry and and then you would have been hosting the Oscars.
3: Yeah, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. So much of this could have been sort of it could have become kind of a one-day news cycle thing if he had just handled
1: it in a more sensitive way. Right. right and he's still talking about it. I saw the other day on uh, television <laughs> that he's going to be on I think Good Morning America on Wednesday and they're already plugging that he's going to be talking about his Oscar stint. So it's going to do wonders I guess for the movie he's got out. Yeah, this exactly. Week. That's why he's not so,
0: he's not ge- able to get away from this situation because he's exactly. tied into
1: that new movie it's a blessing Brian and a curse.
0: Yeah. By the way, speaking of hosting award shows, Andy Samberg and Sandra Oh did a great job of hosting the Golden Globes this past Sunday. Pat and I had a nice time. We ordered Pizza Hut. We got wine drunk. I had an entire pizza and half of a Pizza Hut cookie cake. I could not fall asleep last night because I was so painfully full for hours. (laughs) Uh, That's another thing Pat will criticize me for. I'll sometimes eat too much.
2: Right, babe? (laughs) I just want you to not die early of just overeating. Thank you. I appreciate
0: that. That said, I will have two Chick-fil-A sandwiches tomorrow when I go see my psychiatrist. (laughs) Anyway, time now for a word from our final sponsor of the week. And like our earlier sponsor, I use these guys daily. Harry's. When my brother was here, we were discussing Harry's because he was in awe at how affordable they are. He had noticed the great prices while we were at Target. Him, Pat, and I. We went, went and did a little shopping. And... He was comparing Harry's to the other razors, and he said to me, why was I ever buying those other guys? It's true. They really are more affordable. And if being smarter with your personal finances is one of your New Year's resolutions, Harry's can help you there. They can save you about $100 a year if you're a regular shaver, because Harry's replacement cartridges are just $2 each. I love Harry's because they are the perfect blend of quality and price, you get that weighted handle, you get the five blade razor, you get shaving gel that smells and feels good. It doesn't smell like your dad shaving gel. It it smells new and fresh and millennial-ish. It's the perfect package and I can't imagine shaving with anyone else. I've been using Harry's for years now and I'll never switch to anyone else. This is it. I'm with Harry's. Harry's will keep you looking fine in 2019 Thanks to Harry's, my brother Ryan had a nice, smooth face for that midnight kiss. Get a $13 value trial set that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. You get the weighted ergonomic handle. You get the five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade. You get a rich lathering shave gel. And you get a travel blade cover so you can take it on the go. Listeners of our show can redeem their trial set at harrys.com slash millennial. Make sure you go to harrys.com slash millennial to redeem your offer and let them know we sent you to help support the show. And as Laura once adorably said after one of these ads, get Harry's and you won't be Harry. That's right. Time now for Surprise, Surprise, Bitch. Surprise,
3: Surprise, Bitch. bitch.
0: Hello? Kirsten, Surprise, Bitch, it's Millennial. How are you?
4: shit. (laughs) i'm doing well how are you good good
0: what are you up to this evening
4: um i'm sitting here reading lord of the rings
0: yo that's nerdy as hell good for you
3: (laughs) which part are you on
4: uh right now um gandalf just fell into the pit at cause of dune oh no
2: oh boy okay Are, are
0: we near the uh you shall not pass part
4: uh that is a shall not pass
0: that's awesome. Can you tell I haven't read the books? <laughs> <laughs> How was your, your New Year's?
4: Um, it was okay. Uh I kind of just sat and played video games and then at eleven forty five I was like, Well, I guess I better watch like some sort of ball drop or something and turned on the news.
0: Which one did you watch?
4: Um I'm in the central time zone,
0: so I watched the uh, Fleur de Lis drop in New Orleans. Okay. You didn't tune into like CNN for Anderson and Andy?
4: I did not.
0: I got to say, I don't like the show without Kathy Griffin. Kathy Griffin made Anderson very uncomfortable, and that was entertaining to watch. Whereas Andy and Anderson, they're just, I don't know, like they're best friends, but they're not very entertaining on that New Year's show. And now Anderson tries to be Kathy, and it just doesn't work.
4: Oh goodness. I don't think I ever watched Anderson and Kathy like at New Year's, to be honest with you.
0: Uh, you should have. I was I was in tears laughing. You can catch some highlights on YouTube.
3: I have a twenty nineteen prediction question for you. Um, do you think that President Trump will be impeached? Will he resign or will nothing happen to him this year? Well,
4: I think he's too arrogant to resign. I, I don't I don't think he has the ability to admit defeat in that way. Um, do I think he'll be impeached? Oh gosh. I mean, I feel like we're close to something happening to him. Like who is it? Mueller? Like, I don't know, like prosecuting him or trying to prosecute him. But to be honest with you, I don't think we'll actually see him get impeached.
3: All right. Yeah. We're keeping track of predictions to see who's right and who's wrong later on in the year. <laughs> so we'll report back to you.
4: <laughs> okay. Okay. OK, do, please do.
0: <laughs> do you still live in Oklahoma City?
4: I do. Yes.
0: Do you like it there?
4: Um, It's OK. It's very conservative. And I deal with a lot of uh, gloating Trump supporters on a daily basis. But it's not it's not completely awful.
0: They, they actually gloat. Like, how does that come to pass?
4: So during the Kavanaugh hearing, all the Trump supporters were like, oh, he's you know, Trump chose the good guy. He's great. Blah, blah, blah. Trump can do no wrong, et cetera, et cetera. And then during the um, during the walkout, um, a bunch of businesses closed down because we have a large um, immigrant population here. And uh, one of the guys to a first generation American said, well, they can all just leave and get the fuck out of our country um we don't need them here and this first generation american whose father immigrated from vietnam just like sat and stared at him like am i hearing this, oh, Is this god happening?
0: that sounds like oklahoma to me so i guess i'm not too surprised
4: <laughs> that's what we're known for
0: final question for you have you ever wiped somebody else's shit off of a plunger <laughs>
4: oh my god (laughs) i did work at a movie theater and i've blocked out cleaning those bathrooms so it's possible i don't think i have but so I've, I've, i've blacked out during most of that
0: so were you pissed at me when i said on a previous episode that i would just leave my trash on the ground in the theater
4: um i wasn't so i wasn't so much pissed as i was like Oh, yeah, people do that all the time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You're just one of those people. Cool. <laughs> See?
0: See? What's
1: the weirdest thing you ever found on a movie theater floor? Because I too used to work in a movie theater and some of the stuff was questionable.
4: The weirdest thing I found on the floor, I can't say, but I did, I'm pretty sure I did break up two people, like either having sex or about to have sex. And I just put my nasty, like, movie theater broom in their face. And I'm like, guys, no. <laughs>
3: That's amazing. <laughs> that's, amazing.
4: Peter that's great. Uh, yeah. Th- those things have seen so many things. If they could talk, it, I just assume it would be like a vet who has been deployed multiple times. Like that's the level of trauma that Broom would have. And that thing <laughs> like, like my face.
0: Wow. That's funny. I mean, I guess I'm I'm not shocked by that, but it's so crazy hearing that stuff like that actually happens pam what was the craziest thing you've seen on a movie theater floor
1: um i uh saw a a bag of moldy pears and i thought that that was really weird because some of them were half eaten
0: what the fuck i know it was like a hoarder who loves those pears and just could never part with them. I definitely
1: brought them for a snack and then realized that most of them were not good and they just left them there. Oh, man.
0: Oh, that's crazy.
4: I'm just picturing someone like digging through their like movie bag where they brought all their snacks and they like just pull out these pears and they're like, oh, I completely forgot I had these and throw them over their shoulder. like <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs>
0: All right, Kirsten, we'll let you go. You can continue reading Lord of the Rings. Thanks for your support, and have a good night.
4: Thanks. It was great talking to y'all.
0: You too. Bye.
4: Bye. (laughs)
0: Bye. All right. So to wrap up today's episode, it's time to make some recommendations. We each have one prepared. Pat, what is yours?
2: My recommendation, I just discovered it, I don't know if it was just put on Netflix or not, who knows, but I'm obsessed with the Great British Baking Show, because it's one of those shows that is. It just makes my soul deeply, 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 deeply happy whenever it's on, because it's just so wholesome, and I love baking, and they bake, and they're British, and they're just so nice to each other, but there is now a Masterclass, which has a few seasons under its belt already. Mm-hmm. But it's the two main judges, so Mary Berry and Paul Hollywood, doing their versions of all the signature bakes or the showstoppers, stuff like that. So you get to see amazing looking desserts and cakes and meat pies and all that kind of stuff done by the professionals. And they're just so they make jokes to each other. It's, it It just makes me happy.
3: <laughs> Paul Hollywood <laughs> scares me. I feel like if he was in my kitchen while I was baking, I would just be so self-conscious.
2: You should watch this because he's really nice and him and Mary will like joke and he'll like sneak scoops of ice cream behind her back and then she'll like scold him oh, and be so like, you're worse sweet. than the little kids. <laughs> it's it's really, really good.
0: So I recommend and I'm sorry, Pat, for bringing this up while you're on the on this episode, but I couldn't think of anything else this week. This just stuck out stood out to me. Oatly Mm -hmm. oat milk. So we actually came across this together at a local breakfast place that we adore. And this local breakfast place like hates dairy, hates it. So, So they have Oatly oat milk there. And this milk is freaking, or should I say nut juice, is freaking delicious. It just adds this delightful sweetness to your coffee. And I ended up buying a pint of it target sells it and i just love putting it in my coffee it really hits the spot it it really blends with coffee nicely so check out oatly oat milk and again pat i'm sorry also buy dairy milk everybody
3: <laughs> um i am also late to the party on my recommendation i'm recommending uh hue lights the phillips ones I have recently started slowly converting my home over to a uh, Google home. So I've got my Chromecast and I'm going to be getting um, their actual like home base soon. But I just invested in these light bulbs. And me and Mark spent the like legit 40 minutes the other night sitting around going, Hey, Siri, turn the living room lights purple. And it was a fucking... Well, she just did it. Um, And it's just so much fun. Um, It's a really great way to add just like some extra character to your place. Um, Also a great way to watch movies because we were having a hard time getting like light glare on the TV screen when we would try to watch stuff. So we'd have to turn all the lights up. But now we can just put them on the dim setting. And we don't even have to get off our asses to change the lights. We just tell our phones to do it. It's great.
4: Yeah.
0: Philips hue is amazing my whole house basically at this point is Philips hue <laughs> and we do the same thing talking with uh the amazon echo to control the colors and the brightness and all that now that i know that you're getting uh, a google home i'm gonna come over there and play some pranks on you i'm gonna go up to that google device and i'm gonna be like hey google send a reminder two weeks from now remind me to shit on mark's face And then I'll leave, and then two weeks will pass, and then Google will be like, Hey, Laura, don't forget the shit on Mark's face. They'll be like, What? When did I make that reminder?
1: (laughs) Um, My recommendation is also a Netflix show, Tidying Up with Marie Kondo, which fittingly premiered uh, on New Year's Day on the platform. If your resolution is to get organized or get your house organized, your apartment organized, or any space in your life organized, then this is the show for you. Uh, It was trending on Twitter when it first popped up because of this very reason. There's just something about watching Marie Kondo go to people's houses and help them you know, sort through their lives and figure out what they want to keep or what they want to donate. That's a satisfying, but b also very motivating. And I was one and a half episodes in when I pulled all of my clothes out of my closet (laughs) and started going through it. And, um, I should probably take a picture of all of the stuff that I'm about to take to donation places, uh, before I do that so that you guys can see, but it really works. So So,
0: I don't know if you just mentioned this, but it's inspired by her book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, which was a huge book a few years ago. I actually read a part of that because I am a neat freak, as Pat will tell you. And I've been meaning to watch the show, but I'm afraid. I'm afraid what it's going to do to me. I think it's going to make me even crazier. But. Mm -hmm. You like I'm gonna it. I'm going to
2: block it on your Netflix.
1: I think <laughs> everything in moderation is important. Um, and uh-huh. maybe you should have, ha- uh, have Pat help you out with this because I think that the people that have the most success on this show are, you know, uh, couples that are, they balance each other out because. A lot of times you'll see people, like one person is just like, yeah, get rid of everything. I have no desire to hang on to this. This does not bring me joy. Thank you, next. And then the other person's like, maybe we should keep that because we might need it. And eventually they'll come to a compromise. And I feel like that works best.
0: Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. I'm very intrigued by this comment that you were a minute and a half or an episode and a half in and you suddenly started throwing all your clothes away.
1: <laughs> Not <laughs> throwing. I'm going to donate them because they're donate. pretty good. But yeah, yeah. it's just like I, I just think that she makes a really good point that you don't realize how much you have until mm-hmm. it's all right in front of you because everything's put away.
0: So. Mm. Interesting. Today in After Dark, we will be talking about that R. Kelly story that uh pam mentioned earlier the big docuseries is out and it's causing uh, a lot of waves online so we'll we'll talk about what we learn in there and also i'm going to talk about my sister trying to control her college loan debt with a controversial method that my parents can't hear about hopefully my parents are not patrons because i'm about to get in a lot of trouble (laughs) if they do listen (laughs) Don't forget to check out our website, millennialshow.com. You can get all the information you need about the show. We would really appreciate a review on iTunes or any other podcasting app you use that allows reviews. This will help people discover the show. We would also love your support on Patreon, patreon.com slash millennial. We have new benefits that we are now rolling out. They will be reflected on the Patreon soon. If they aren't already. And you can get other cool benefits as well, like After Dark, like being eligible for Surprise Bitch, like being a co-host here on Millennial. I think we'll have one of our listeners on next week for a full episode. Pat, thanks for joining us. And you will be joining us monthly from here on out. Woo! Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm Andrew.
1: I'm Laura. I'm Pamela.
2: And I am Pat.
1: Bye everybody. Show the word you got bubble butt. Bubble butt.
2: Turn around, stick it out. Drop it low, put it in the dirt. Six drive, put it in reverse. Kill down, put it in a hearse.
5: Then I drove off and put it in the dirt. Drop it low, put it in the dirt. Take it top off, turn into a
0: bird. Lord, did you know this song?
3: Um, so I knew the chorus of it because it was in a vine.
1: (laughs) So I was like, let me just
3: find that.
0: (laughs) Okay. Good choice.